This is Wits from Minnesota Public Radio and American Public Media. I'm John Moe. Wits, in case you haven't heard or are very forgetful, is a program that a bunch of us put on in St. Paul, Minnesota, USA, Earth. We bring comedians, actors, authors, musicians to the Fitzgerald Theater, and we have a great time doing some comedy, having conversations, there are songs, there are surprises, I host the thing. On the podcast, we talk to some guests of the show, new and old, we have some laughs, and we goof around a little. Larissa Anderson is the producer of Wits, and she's here with The Rundown. Hello. Hello. What is on The Rundown? Well, today we have Roseanne Cash. Roseanne Cash, a delightful person. We love Roseanne. She's funny. She sings songs that are real pretty. She's everything you want in a human. Yeah. So we get a little bit of Roseanne, which is great for the podcast. And then after that, we get to talk a little bit with... uh, Someone from our fall season opener, Mike Doty. Mike Doty, yes. And he's been doing some recording with Roseanne. We get to hear a little bit of their song. Right. They've been collaborating. And uh, Mike is a a singer, songwriter, very unique style. And uh, he's also a memoirist. He wrote a a book called The Book of Drugs about his own life. He used to be uh, the lead singer of Soul Coughing, the the band. Which I listened to just like a... Never mind. You listen to a lot. I was a teenager. I just loved that album. I loved him. I loved him. I loved him. (laughs) And now you have summoned him to St. Paul. You know, it's not like crush love. No, I know. You know, it's okay. It's fine. It's okay to love people like that. It's okay to love. (laughs) You know, he was actually in one of our... Remember remember when we started Wits? I remember. All so long ago. He was... uh, You were there. He was one of the very first um, guests that we had on our very first season. And that was before we started doing the Wits game show, uh, which is sort of this mix of comedy and music and improvisation, kind of a a high-risk, high-wire segment that we do now that... uh, that Mike will have to participate in this time around. Yeah, so I'm very excited to hear what Mike is going to do in that game show. But before we get to hear him do that, we will listen back to a game show from last season with Andy Richter and Reggie Watts. That's the one with the Mummy Town song in it. Mummy Town. Right. Yeah. That song. (laughs) That's our show. Okay, well, thanks for the rundown, and I guess let's get going. Roseanne Cash. Oh, I'm sorry, John. We have yeah. some breaking news here. Oh. The secondary Nobels are out. They are. Yeah, just crossed the wire. Wow. Uh, okay. Um, can you explain what the secondary Nobels are for the listeners? Yeah, and let me hand you this so you can read them while I get started. Sure. Thank um, you. Okay, uh, so you know the Nobel Prizes in peace, literature, physics, stuff like that. Well, this is the next level down. It's like the Oscars when they have that non-televised ceremony for the awards that don't get the same coverage. But we can just announce them here, you know, if you want. Yeah, no, I, I would really like to. I think uh, I think we owe it to the listeners. Um, let's see. I'm just I'm reading copy here, so let's just go through these. Uh, the Nobel Prize in Passive Aggressive Behavior has been awarded to Shirley Gustafson of Mankato, Minnesota, right down the road from us here in St. Paul. Shirley, of course, is known all over the world for her pioneering work in the field of You're So Busy. The judges were impressed with the voicemail left for her adult son that said, It would be nice to see you and your kids, even your wife, I suppose. And it has been months since you came by, but it's okay. You're so busy. Take your time, even though I personally don't have much time left. Well played, Shirley. Wow, that is, I mean, the masterful construction of the passive-aggressive quality there is, is really something. Okay, let's see here. The The Nobel Prize in Pancakes goes mm-hmm. to Blueberry Pancakes. Again. Yeah, you know, I really thought this might have been Apple Cinnamon's year. Yeah. But, you know, Blueberry just won't let go. It's hard to beat. Uh, just looking through here. The Nobel 
for Best Mumford & Sons Tribute Band goes to Munster & Sons. That's, of course, musicians dressed up like Herman Munster and family while playing old-timey bluegrass music. One million dollar prize for that. One million dollar yeah. prize? Wow. Congratulations. That's a good word. Eddie Munster, the Eddie Munster impersonator with the Dobro is uh, it's beautiful. Compelling. It makes me cry. <laughs> uh, the Nobel for Worst Coffee Shop Item goes to Overripe Bananas. No. Yeah. Well deserved. Well deserved. Yes. Yep. The Nobel Prize. Oh, jeez. What? Um, the, I'll read it. The Nobel Prize in Nobel Prize giving goes to the Nobel Prize Committee. You know they do this every year, yeah. and it's it seems kind of self serving to me. Yeah, not surprising you guys. Just you don't cool need to it. announce. You're the only ones who give out Nobel prizes. The Nobel Prize for being a dog goes to Shep. Who it says here is a very good boy. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Oh, Shep's such a good dog. Shep's a good dog. Where's your ball, Shep? Oh, Shep, 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 Shep. The Nobel Prize for being a cat goes to Mrs. Whiskers, who recently completed 10 straight years of staring at her owner without ever judging. Wow, impressive. Congratulations to all the winners. Roseanne Cash is a friend of the show, joined us on stage in 2011 alongside Sandra Bernhard. And I also noticed Roseanne's name alongside that of Mike Doty on some new music that Mike is putting out. Hi, Roseanne. Hi, John. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Um, I have to ask you, we're going to have uh, Mike Doty on the show coming up. Uh, you like Mike Doty. Be still my beating heart. Right? Yes. You recorded a John Denver song with Mike Doty recently. Could you imagine? <laughs> How did that come about? He asked, he called and he said, you know, I'm doing this album of covers. Um, I'd, would you consider singing on a John Denver song? And I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, who is this? Right. And, um, and there's no irony. He said, yeah, I did Take Me Home Country Roads. I said, oh, my God, I love the song. Of course, I'd love to do it. And, you know, a part of me thought, well, there's going to be some irony in this. No, not at all. It's a beautiful cover, and it's, I mean, when you listen to, to that and, you know, even a lot of other John Denver songs, like, they are guileless, aren't they? They're they just, are. They're so sincere. Well, uh, that, I really appreciate that about him, too. You know, he's, he's not snarky. He's not ironic. He, and he has one of the sexiest voices in pop music. Are we talking about John Denver or Mike Doty? Mike Doty. Okay. That was good, though, John. Well, you know, it's it's my it's my journalist uh, hat. I have to put it on. Is, is there a particular favorite part of that song that you have? Uh, almost heaven, West Virginia. Oh, what yeah. a great way to start a song. <laughs> You're sucked perfect. in immediately. Yeah, you know exactly where you are. You know exactly yeah. how you feel about it. Right, cinematic. It right. puts you right in a good place. Well, you know, we're we're asking some of our Wits alums some standard questions here. So if you'll indulge me for our yes. comedy variety show, uh, what or who really makes you laugh lately? Um, my kids, because yeah. they're all 
have the most bizarre senses of humor. They're each very different, but they're and they're so strange. Their senses of humor. How is the loan shark lately, your son? My little loan shark. He's. Uh, now three inches taller than my, me, so I have to call him the large loan shark. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been laughing a lot at them, and I've been laughing a lot at Modern Family. I go on Hulu, and I just watch reruns of Modern Family <laughs> if I feel down. This lifts you right up. I, I have to ask, why do you call your son the loan shark anyway? Because the little rat saves every penny he gets, and I never have money. So I always borrow money from him, and he charges interest. What? I have to pay him interest. And he's, you know, he's kind of perfected usury. It's scary. Wow. You, you must be so proud. I'm so proud. <laughs> you know, New York, Wall Street, yeah. high interest rates. I see where this is going. Yeah, right. Yeah. He's the 1%, my son. <laughs> uh, what about music? What, what have you been listening to lately? What can you not stop listening to? Well, lately? it's funny you brought up Mike because I haven't stopped listening to Mike uh, Doty since, um, well, when Yes and Also Yes came out mm-hmm. last year, right. uh, I, I just didn't take that record off, and I still put it on and listen to it. Uh, Na Na Nothing, such a great, great track. I just, his, uh, his language, his lyrics are really compelling to me, and it's, like I said, that voice, you know, you can't get away from it. Uh, and then finally, what, if anything, have you been obsessed with recently? Shakespeare. Really? Yeah. I'm I reading um Stephen Greenblatt's Will in the World and I have queued up uh, Ron Rosenbaum's The Shakespeare Wars and uh, a couple of other biographies and then this great turn of the nineteenth century book called Life in Shakespeare's England, which is fascinating. And I'm so deep into it that I just uh, like got tickets to um, see Mark Rylance play Richard III at the Globe in London. So I'm, like, taking a quick trip to London. I figured, how how often in my life am I going to see Mark Rylance play Richard III at the Globe? Yeah, no kidding. I could get the ticket, so I'm doing that. And I don't see myself coming out of this obsession for quite some time. <laughs> Have you always been interested in Shakespeare? I mean, well, what, what, what sparked this? You know, interested like we all are interested, sure. particularly as a lyricist, you know, but not not to this degree of obsession. Not sure how I fell into it, but I'm here. Do you have a favorite play? Well, King Lear is just, yeah. you know, like, open your veins. Uh, yeah. You know what I love in Lear is when he speaks in in verse until he really snaps and then he switches to prose. Like he, he honors the iambic pentameter until he goes bonkers and then it just all falls apart. The meter falls apart. You know, that kind of device, I mean, there's nobody like Shakespeare for that kind of device, so that kind of context, mirroring content, mirroring context yeah. thing. And then you have to step three steps back to just see what he's doing and then step back to see he did something else. Oh, oh man, that's... You know, you've seen uh, the, you've seen Ron, haven't you? The Kurosawa kind of version of Lear. No. Oh, Roseanne. You know, I, I people have talked to me about that my whole life, and <laughs> I never saw it. I actually saw it as a teenager before I'd ever read King Lear, and, I, and then I read Lear, and I'm like, oh, this is like that Kurosawa. Film. <laughs> oh, this is like that play. <laughs> 
Well, Roseanne Cash, good luck uh, in the new shows, and uh, we look forward to hearing you f- uh, more music from you soon, and, and hope to see you in St. Paul before too much longer. All right, great. I can't wait to come back. All right, Roseanne thanks, Cash, John. thanks. Bye-bye. Almost heaven, West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. Our fall wit season kicks off on November 2nd at the Fitzgerald Theater in St. Paul. Dave Foley will join us from Kids in the Hall and News Radio. Mike Doty is a singer, songwriter, memoirist. He joins us as well on November 2nd, but he's here with us now for the podcast. Hello, Mike. Hey, man. What's going on? Well, I need to play you a bit of tape to lead things off. Dear. This is uh, This is Roseanne Cash talking about you, and I just want you to listen. I haven't stopped listening to Mike uh, Doty since, um, well, when Yes and Also Yes came out. I, I just didn't take that record off, and I still put it on and listen to it. Uh, non on Nothing, such a great, great track. I just, his, uh, his language, his lyrics are really compelling to me, and it's, like I said, that voice, you know, you can't get away from it. Mike, what kind of wizard spell have you cast on Roseanne Cash? I do not know. I'm waiting to get nudged and told this is all a terrible joke meant to destroy me. <laughs> because she is so into it, and it is so gratifying. How how far do you go back with her? How long have you been doing stuff with her? I mean, not very far at all. We did a show for... Uh, a benefit show, a Christmas show, and she said from the stage, like, oh, I'm really nervous. Mike Doty's here. He's one of my favorite songwriters. And thereupon, my jaw met the floor. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was incredible. This whole thing is incredible. She sang on, um, actually, a version of Take Me Home Country Roads on my album that's coming out. Right. And it was just like, <laughs> was like really? Because she did a duet on a song that I wrote with Dan Wilson, a Christmas song on Yes and Also Yes. And I just thought I thought my my Roseanne coupon had been, uh, you know, stamped and done. But you know, she she's still into it. It's so fun and pleasing. What was that like in the studio recording a, a John Denver song with Roseanne Cash? Well, we didn't even go into the studio. We did the thing where you just show up at her house with a laptop and oh, wow. it's a packing vocal. So it just took like. I mean, it's kind of incredible how easy it is to make a record. Um, which is a vocal, and yes, but also yes, on Holiday. Um, it was really just, she was she was so good that it's like you had to make up stuff that was wrong to have any sort of credibility as a producer. It's like, yeah, um, you could probably do that better. You know, something <laughs> stupid like that. Just not be like, oh, my gosh, you're so awesome, you're so awesome. Thank you so much, you're awesome. <laughs> Why Country Roads? Uh, Country Roads was my first favorite song, and I listened to it on a shoebox tape recorder, one of the old sort of library kind from the 70s. Uh, You know, as a three- or four-year-old laying in the back of what I remember as an utterly cavernous green Oldsmobile. Were you in the way back? I was in the way back. Like, the back seat was like 20 yards from the driver's <laughs> Your parents seat. can't even hear you if you yell at them. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I, I look, I've been looking at some old movies and wondering, like, the parking skills of Americans in the 70s <laughs> were like Jedi skills. I remember being in the way back and playing games with my, my brother and my sisters where around a, a curve, we would just try to smash into each other from the centrifugal force as much right. as possible. You know, you're basically 
doing cartwheels in the back seat, <laughs> you know, and and maybe the driver was wearing a seatbelt. Right, right, and smoking a cigarette probably. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So now when I hear your cover of Country Roads, I'm gonna I'm gonna picture tiny little Mike Doty just slamming around a car in the in the way That's- back. It's, it's an accurate picture. Okay. All right. Here's a question we like to ask our guests on the podcast. What music, besides Roseanne Cash, can you, <laughs> can you not stop listening to lately? Well, um, I go through periods where I listen only to Rihanna's Only Girl in the World and Katy Perry's Teenage Dream, the song Teenage Dream, over and over again. Are you serious? Oh, absolutely. They're gorgeous songs i mean you know i think i think on a level of just being into the way melodies are put together and sort of the beauty and the you know the the sort of emotional a to b of of a really beautifully written um you know verse into chorus into post-chorus um you're if you're a songwriter like there's always going to be pop songs that that just blow you away and also, like, I did not know that Justin Bieber was an amazing drummer. Is he? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I got it. Um, wow. At the end of The Daily Show, when I mean, just, he just did, like, kind of a very arch-ironic interview. Yep. And the moment of then at the end was him doing a drum solo. And it was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I kept my hat to you, Justin Bieber. The jokes have ceased. Hey, what's the situation? Whoa. I'm just trying to make a little conversation. Ah, thank you, Justin Bieber. That's a grown-up sounding Justin Bieber. And we're speaking to Mike Doty, musician, memoirist. If you want to catch Mike along with Dave Foley at Wits on November 2nd, get on it, folks. Tickets are going super fast. Get your tickets. I'm not going to buy any tickets because I'm already going to be there up on the stage. But you should definitely get some. Mike Doty has been on Wits once before, back in our first season in 2010 when dinosaurs roamed the earth and you could buy a car for a nickel. The show has evolved since then, including the addition of the Wits Game Show. This is where we compel our guests to create spontaneous comedy and or music based on a premise that we present to them. Here's a sample of that from a show we did last spring with Andy Richter and musician, comedian, gourmet sweater owner, Reggie Watts. Andy Richter, you are a TV veteran. You've had shows named after you, and you're a skilled veteran improviser. Reggie Watts, you're not so bad at making stuff up on the spot either. (laughs) So we're going to play a little game called Pitch Season, and it's a competition to see really who's a better person between Andy and Reggie. Because what is art if not a quantifiable competition? Right. I'm going to give you the title of a TV show, both of you. Andy, you will need to take that title. This is a, a title for a show that doesn't exist. And explain the premise of the show. Sure. Reggie, the theme song is your department. You're free to add lyrics if you like. That's, I, a, re- that's a relief to me because I'd be terrible with the song part. Right. It's really for the best. And I will declare the winner of each round probably unfairly. <laughs> Capriciously. Capriciously also. Yes. All right. Are you ready? It I doesn't guess. matter because here we go. All right. Andy, you'll go first. Your show is Mummy Town. Mummy Town? All right. Well, um, it's about uh, 
it's a, it's a spinoff of Cougar Town, basically. <laughs> uh, Cougar Town, of, of course, being the notion of older, divorced women who then prey on younger men. Sure. But I mean, but the prey is a willing prey. Right. This is much the same thing, with, but, but with very old men. <laughs> Thus, the mummies in Mummy Town. It's about very old men on the on the jam of death's door. Okay. And the young, sexy women who make love to them. Comedy, drama, mystery? A little bit of both. A little bit of both? Yeah, you gotta be everything these days. Sure, dramedy. Yeah. Okay. Reggie, can you lay down the theme to, to Mummy Town? I like, the, uh, I like the phrase, the jam of death do death's door, and I thought that was really evocative. Uh, Reggie's was much simpler, but you can't deny right, the right. beat. Point to Reggie for the, that. The, oh! I'm sorry. That's all right, it's all right. I'm sorry. I'll, I can come I'm back. I'm sorry. I would like to say, though, that the final image of that would be a walker that gets pushed outside a door, and then a bra gets thrown on top of it. Okay. I'm sorry, taking it away from Reggie and giving yeah. that one to Andy. You stole. Nice steal. All right. Uh, Reggie, you lead off with the, the next program. Right. Um, th the name of this show is Would You Like Meet With That? <laughs> Would you like a little bit of meat with that? Would you like a little bit of meat with that? You've got an excess of vegetables, an excess of vegetables. Would you like a little bit of meat with that? All right. Andy Richter, describe to us the premise of Would You Like Meat With That? Um... It's a drama. Uh, it's about a, uh, a, a rough and tumble downtown produce market. And a young upstart uh, comes in, he's fresh out of college, but he decides he's gonna make it in the wholesale meat business. Okay. And so he's gonna try a and edge butcher edges. on the make. Yes. But it, he figures, why go to the meat packing district go to where there isn't meat to sell meat. It's a terrible idea, and the show's going to fail. <laughs> but uh, we do have a good catchy theme song. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think on the strength of the falsetto alone, i got to give that round to Reggie right. Watts. All right. Andy, starting with you this time, Lily's feelings... Oh, Lily's feelings. Um, this is about a, a young girl robot <laughs> named Lily. She uh, is a robot. She starts in a new school. The other kids are aware she's a robot. They first ask, why are you here? You're a robot. You don't need an education. You could just get programmed. Um, once again, it's a terrible idea. Yeah. 
Um, but there is a, That won't a, keep it off TV, you understand. No, no, I understand yeah. that. Um, and she finds a robot boy who turns out to be gay. <laughs> Reggie, uh, when it's time to tune into R Lily's feelings, how does the theme song go? Well, I think it goes, <laughs> hopefully, a little, <laughs> hopefully a little bit like this. <laughs> um, all right. Lily's feelings, feeling for a little while, search through the haze of communication networks. Lily's feelings are all her own, or at least the perception that she's got feelings I never know. Lily, do you feel me? Lily, feelings, she has feelings. Ooh. It's tender. You can't deny that it's tender. Yeah. It's very tender. I got oh, and it's Miley Cyrus. <laughs> you like to jump on with that extra yeah, yeah, thought, yeah. don't you? All right. It's um, not to try to win. It's just a, it's you know, just for... it's out of shame of feeling like I kind of screwed it up the first time. <laughs> uh, let, let's go to an audience vote on this one. Is the winner of this round Andy Richter? <laughs> Is the winner of this round Reggie Watts? I think it's Reggie. All right, both, both awesome. sides get a point, fine. Uh, All yay. right, that makes this the, the tiebreaker. All right, Reggie, you start this one. And this one's, this one's a little more sci-fi, this one's a little tougher sounding, a little more fantasy. Wolfhound and Castleface. <laughs> You gotta consider the yeah. gauntlet thrown at this point. Well, I mean, this one writes itself. <laughs> Wolfhound obviously is a young werewolf lawyer uh, who places an ad for a roommate because nobody wants to live with a werewolf. I mean, it's sure. a dangerous thing to live yeah. with a werewolf. Yeah. He thinks he strikes gold when an undead guy comes in. Castle face, kind of like a modern day Frankenstein, uh -huh. but he's really cute. And um, <laughs> he comes in and, and you know, uh, what's it, wolf what? Wolfhound. Wolfhound. <laughs> Wolfhound thinks like, all right, you know, this is gonna work because I can't kill what's already dead when I transform into a wolf. But then it turns out Castleface is a club DJ who lives a crazy life and is ruining Wolfhound's sleep. He's a big corporate lawyer. He can't put up with all this shenanigans. Like I said, that one, that one was obvious, though. The winner's Andy Richter. Thank you. That was Andy Richter and Reggie Watts on stage with me at the Fitzgerald Theater at Wits.
We're on Twitter. We're at Wits. Should be easy to remember. Make sure to review this podcast on iTunes, too, if you could. The more reviews that come in, especially good reviews, the higher in placement we might earn and more people get to share the joy that we all share together. And if you're in the Twin Cities or can drive to the Twin Cities, please do come to a show. You can find out more about WITS by going to MPR, that's M as in Minnesota, mpr.org slash WITS. For more information about other things, look at other websites. I'm John Moe. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you next week. You can talk to me if you want, but I won't be able to hear you. You should have been gone.